Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. I am so thankful that you're here today. I really just appreciate the time that I get to spend with you each week sharing my heart with you because, you know, I pray a lot about what God would have me to talk about. And He's so faithful to give me um, direction. But often, as you've noticed, um, that has involved being very transparent when it comes to my own life and what's going on with me, because I think it's important for us to be real with each other. So today, I'm going to be talking about living by faith in a toxic world. I'm not actually sure that that's going to end up being the title, but when I tell my story, and by the end of this podcast, you'll understand why um, I might title it that. Before I jump into the topic, I just want to remind you, if you haven't read my simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, go check it out on Amazon. It's called The Unhurried Homeschooler, and I think you'll be really encouraged. I also want to remind you that my mentoring course is open indefinitely for enrollment. So if you are looking for encouragement like you find here at the podcast, but more specifically for slowing down and having a more unhurried approach in your homeschooling, this mentoring course is uh, has got eight workshops and uh, a, a community, a private Facebook community with tons of support. And I pray with uh, the moms every week on Mondays. So go check it out. I'll leave the link in the podcast notes. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you uh, might remember about a year ago, maybe a little less, I shared with you that I was having some health issues, and I was really thinking it was hormones, which I think that is a big piece of it, And um, but it was really affecting me. We just made a big move. I think my adrenals were fatigued. If you know anything about that, I think that was a piece of that as well and continues to be. But I was pretty discouraged and experiencing a lot of anxiety, and I would like to tell you that everything is 100% better, but it's not. And so I want to tell you what's been going on. I went to a functional medicine doctor feeling like this would be a great uh, place to root out any you know, deeper issues or whatever. So I've been on some supplements for uh, a year, just some good all around things after looking at blood work and all that. And then uh, recently found out that I have mold toxicity. We live in an old house in the South. Now that particular leak that I was exposed to was for one year, it's been fixed. And I live in a different part of the house now that um, doesn't have any issues, but I'm still having issues. And um, before everybody floods me with ideas on what to do, um, I'm just going to stop right there. I mean, unless God is really compelling you to say something. Um, I, and you'll understand as I as this story unfolds, uh, God is having me put, um, kind of put the brakes on that because I'm honestly overwhelmed by it all. So as we're moving forward with this, there's a whole bunch of more supplements that I need to take. Um, and... I was hoping that by now I would be able to lessen supplements. So all that to say, it has been incredibly overwhelming, and I have been experiencing a lot of anxiety, and not only because of that, but also it's also part of uh, physically what you experience with that, but also I think hormones, and I'm just going to be gut level honest with you, I don't know exactly what it is that's making me feel this way, but... It has pushed me into a corner 
where God wants me. I am exactly where He wants me. You know, I thought that by now I would be feeling, I am feeling better, but um, not nearly as much as I'd hoped. And that's, you know, what I'd hoped for isn't what actually happened. And how many times in our life does that happen to us? And we end up in these places where we're just like, God, I don't understand what's going on. I don't know what to do with this because after a while, it can really begin to erode your faith. And I want you to be thinking about areas in your own life that you can relate to this. So um, as I, you know, have acquired all this knowledge about, you know, what's going on with me, um, I want to tell you how it made me feel. And I want you to think about the areas where you're struggling and see if you can relate to this. Um, It has made me feel helpless. I realize how mortal I really am, that this body is going to waste away and die. And it's made me um, incredibly aware that every day is a gift and that God is truly sovereign over my days. And we don't know when something is going to change in our lives and bring, you know, a permanent change to our lives. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm dying or anything. I don't want you to think that, but it can kind of equate to some of those kinds of feelings. So it made me feel helpless, definitely overwhelmed. You know, I'm seeking out all this information and the information, you guys, is absolutely endless. And what has brought on more anxiety than anything is just even reading a tiny little bit of information out there on my particular issues. So overwhelmed is how it's made me feel. Sometimes it's made me feel hopeless. You know, you begin to think this trial is never going to be over. I'm going to live like this the rest of my life. And you know what? I've had to come to the conclusion that if that is the case, then God, that is what God has for me. My biggest job is to yield to what He has for me. Because here's the thing, in the midst of it all, I can still have a thriving spiritual life. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that after I tell you another thing, another way that it made me feel. It, (laughs) I can honestly say it almost made me feel neurotic at times, you know, because I'm thinking all the time about, well, what if this and what if that? And what if, you know, what if there actually is something in the air in that my house? And what if, you know, there's stuff in my pillows and my, you guys, seriously, I am not kidding you. It's crazy. And I know that you, I hope that you can probably relate to this, but when, when we're struggling with something, it can be so easy to become consumed with it. And you know what? That is exactly what the enemy wants. And I'm going to talk about that more in just a minute. But I, let's talk. the reason I wanted to use the word toxic in the title of this podcast is because, guys, we live in a toxic world, be it physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. We're all dealing with toxicity, you guys. And the bottom line is we cannot become consumed with that fact We need to be consumed with what does God have for me in this? How does he want to use me in this? What does he want to do in me and through me in this trial? Because he, and I I just want to encourage you that what, however he has you walking through it, it, there should be 
peace. We should be able to sense his peace. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I haven't felt peace in a while now. And it has really begun to chip away at my faith. And I was crying out to the Lord this week. And I was just like, Lord, I, you know how, you know how it is when you, when you're feeling this way, you're just somewhat defeated and exhausted and fatigued and anxious. What's the last thing we do? We do the last thing we tend to do is to pray. Right? So I finally was just making myself, Lord, what is it that you have? Please just give me something to focus on because my mind is all over the place. I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about this all day long, and all it's doing is increasing the anxiety. So, how can I do this? How can I walk through this and glorify you? How can I walk through this well? Well, it turns out a friend of mine uh, wanted to call and talk with me about something completely separate. And um, towards the end of the conversation, I shared with her, she's, she knows some of the struggles I've had, but I was updating her a bit on my most recent anxiety. <laughs> and um, we just had the greatest talk, and she was so encouraging to me. She said to me, um, I can't remember exactly what she said, but in essence, she said, I just don't feel like it has to be hard. I mean, maybe we need to persevere, but it doesn't need to be complicated. That's what she was saying. I feel like when God, that God's answers are simple, that he wouldn't have you be overwhelmed with all of these supplements and all these things that you have to do. And I had been praying, God, give me wisdom. I can't do all of this and I don't know what I should do. So please just show me what is right? Because honestly, I don't think it's about getting every supplement exactly right. It's about listening to God and about being willing to let go of some of those supplements and those things that we learn to depend on because we're trying to run the show and we're trying to figure this thing out. And we have, and our, our fists are just tight. We are hanging on so tightly. And you know, guys, this can happen with homeschooling too, where we are hanging on so tightly to what we think it should be, that we are not walking in the freedom that God has for us. And, and homeschooling isn't serving us, and homeschooling isn't serving our children. We are serving it. We are a slave to it. And that can happen in any area of our lives. And I'll bet you every one of you could think of at least one area where you're struggling with this in. So I want you to be listening carefully to me today because I believe God has something for you. So this friend of mine brought me back to simplicity, and I realized that in the past, over the years, as I've, you know, off and on dealt with different little, you know, you deal with little health things along the way as you have lots of kids and there's different things that you run into, um, every single time I felt like God's answer was simple and that He did not want to overwhelm me with a bunch of uh, details. He wanted to give me something that wasn't ill-fitting. And, and so my friend, she didn't even know she was doing this, but my friend helped me connect to the past when um, at all these different places where I had built altars, where God had met me. And instead of overwhelming me with more and more and more, he took away things and let me just walk with something simple and trust him. And I felt like he was saying, that's what I want you to do again, because I had been feeling that way. But this conversation just confirmed it. God is not wanting to bear us down 
with ill-fitting burdens. I want to remind you of what Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 says. I love this passage. This is from the Message Bible. I don't usually use the Message Bible, but I love this particular um, translation. It says, um, okay, so I just want to give you the, the scene that's going on. Jesus is addressing um, the harsh religious rules um, that the Pharisees were a big fan of. And he is addressing this. And now I want to remind you that there are so many areas in our lives where we come up with lots of rules and we don't even realize we're doing it. We have to do this. 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 And it becomes like religion. So you can equate this passage with any area of your life where you are feeling that heaviness, okay? So here's what Jesus had to say about it. Let him speak to you through this. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything ill-fitting or heavy on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Don't you love that? That's what Jesus has for us. He wants to disciple us. Do you see what he's saying here? Watch how I do it. So as we're walking through our days, we need to allow Jesus to disciple us through it and teach us those unforced rhythms of grace. Now, this doesn't mean that he's not going to ask us to do something hard, but there should be an underlying peace as we're walking through it. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I have not had an underlying peace quite often over the last few weeks and often over the last several months. So let's just be real here. You know, we fall off the wagon. We don't understand how we do it or how we got there. But the important thing is that we're going back. We're getting back on. And that's what we want to do today. But I want to explain to you more of my story. So uh, first of all, when I talk about um, the freedom that I had as our kids were growing up, I did not worry about germs to a ridiculous degree. Um, If my kids ate dirt, it didn't bother me at all. Um, Sometimes they didn't wash their hands. I encouraged them to, but they didn't always do it. You know, Um, you know, our kids did dishes. I'm sure they all didn't always do a great job and there was probably food on there some of the time. Um, You know, there's just a lot of different things that we can as parents become paranoid about and pretty soon we are a slave to it. Um, last week, our kids found a turtle in the backyard and they threw him in a stainless steel bowl uh, from our kitchen. It honestly did not freak me out. I mentioned the fact that, hey, we eat out of that bowl, but it didn't, it really didn't bother me because I've never worried much about that kind of thing. So I found it kind of ironic that here I am in this place, um, one of the reasons that I want, I want to explain to you why I didn't worry about it is because, one, I was really trying to trust God, and I wanted my kids to have freedom in their, in their childhood. I wanted them to experience real childhood. I wanted them to get dirty. You know, I wanted them to do that. And I also felt like them getting dirty and getting 
out there was um, building their immune systems. And my kids have great immune systems. And that was just a lot of fresh air, a lot of dirt, just being outside, allowing them to be dirty, allowing them to be kids. I felt like that was what God had for our kids. And you guys are going to kind of freak out, but I I have to tell you the story about my dad. He was raised on a dairy. And this was back in the, um, he was growing up in in the 60s, late 50s, early 60s. And he, he told me when they were growing up, you know, they would be out shoveling cow manure and, you know, their hands were filthy. And my grandma would bring them sandwiches and they would just wipe their hands on their pants and they would proceed to eat their sandwiches. And you know what? I can honestly say my dad and his brothers have had some of the strongest immune systems I have ever seen. These guys, hardworking, strong men. And so I just want to encourage you that you can, if that's something that bothers you and gets to you, um, just, just pray and ask God to help you to let go and to just be a little more free in that area. I just wanted to share that with you. But interestingly enough, as I'm, as I'm sitting here in this area of my life and in this particular season, um, I, dis- I thought that if I went to the doctor and got to the root of the problem, the natural root of the problem, that I would feel better that I would not be as overwhelmed, that I would be rooting out the issue and all would be well, right? But the interesting thing is that the more complicated things got, the more I tried to control because somewhere along the way, as I'm taking all these supplements, and if you're taking lots of supplements right now and you're totally at peace with it, you should totally do it. I am just sharing my own recent experience. Um, But somewhere along the way, the more complicated things got, um, I somehow began to try to control things because I began to think that it was up to me. Okay, I need to do this. I need to do this. The list just kept growing and growing. And without realizing it, my hope and my confidence turned toward myself and what I thought I could figure out and fix. It happens so quickly, you guys. And I would even be praying for wisdom along the way. But even in praying for wisdom, We can sometimes not truly be depending on God for those answers. We can still be feeling like it's a a lot of it's dependent on us. For example, this the supplement taking. Psalm 131 says this. God brought this first to my mind as I was feeling overwhelmed. I'm going to read you two versions of it. The New International Version says, My heart is not proud. Lord, my eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. The New Living Translation says, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. And you know, honestly, you guys, this whole whatever's going on with me, God knows He knows me through and through, and I've been repeating that to him. Lord, you know. You know better than the doctor. You know better than me. God, you be my healer. You be the one to lead me and to guide me because all of this is too much for me to grasp. It's it's beyond my thinking. And this is a problem in the world we live, you guys. We have so much information accessible to us, and I just— it just, it's too much. Um, I really feel like, you know, back in the Garden of Eden, when uh, God did not want Adam and Eve to eat from the, the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, I can't help but think that it, it wasn't just this, um, when they ate of it, that they would know their um, 
their mortality, that they would know, um, they would just have this knowing. I, I think, I feel like we could equate too much knowledge with that too. Like God was saying, hey, I just want to take care of you. And I just want you to walk in obedience to me and eat everything else you're free to eat from, just not that one tree. And I find it interesting because um, the same thing happens when I end up trying to take in too much knowledge, trying to understand things that are too lofty for me. You guys, this stuff is too lofty for me. I can't get it. I am too simple-minded, and it's humbling. And I can either spend my energy trying to fix it, trying to figure it all out, or I can spend it putting my hope and my trust in God. Because here's what ends up happening, you guys. We tend to separate the spiritual from the natural. It's just, it's, it's human nature. We think of the spiritual as a separate box and the natural, like my health and all of that. Okay, well, I just need to make sure, I need to make sure that I'm doing all the things that I should be doing in order um, to make myself healthy and all of that. And, and yes, we do have a responsibility in it. But when we start to serve that instead of Him, we have a problem. We are now serving something besides God, and that's the last thing that God wants us to do. And it is the thing that will bring anxiety, that will bring angst into our lives, and it will render us ineffective, which is exactly what the enemy wants. So we tend to separate the spiritual and the natural when the truth is that so much of the time, more than anything, these trials we are walking through, no matter what trial you are walking through right now, it is a spiritual battle. We cannot get away from that. It is a battle for our hearts. It is a battle for our loyalty. It is a battle for our faith. How we wage those battles determines more than we can imagine because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I want to read that scripture to you. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So we have these thoughts coming at us from this knowledge that we have, this experience that we have, um, these things that we know, the things that we're telling ourselves, the things we've heard from other people, okay? Those outside thoughts, we are supposed to destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God and capturing these rebellious thoughts and teaching them to obey Christ. Now, in that particular scripture, it's talking about speaking to other people, but I also believe that it's happening within us as well. Those voices from other people that are being spoken inside of us, in our heads and in our hearts from whatever, you know, um, God wants us to take a hold of those. The Because here's the thing, you guys, the enemy wants to render us powerless. And you know what he wants to use to do that? Distraction, discouragement, and condemnation. Maybe you have a past that you're having a hard time getting over. God, the enemy is going to use that. He knows our weaknesses. He knows what my weaknesses are, and he is going in for the kill. Like, he doesn't care. 
He doesn't care about me. He doesn't care that I'm physically weak. It doesn't matter to him. He will choose that moment to come in and try to destroy me and try to destroy you. And this is why we've got to gird up, moms. We've got to put on God's armor every single day. Don't not do that. I have been making that mistake lately. Just getting up and being, oh, I'm just so tired. I just don't know. I don't even know where to start reading the Bible. And, you know, here I am, a person who encourages moms all the time, and I'm struggling. I'm struggling to read the scriptures and to get into the word. And I'm going to share with you in a little bit what I'm actually doing, and I think it might be a blessing to you. But here it is. The enemy wants to render us powerless through discouragement, um, through distraction, and through condemnation. John 10.10 says the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. That is what he lives for, guys. But Jesus says that his purpose is to give us a rich and satisfying life. That doesn't mean we're going to be saved from every trial. I believe a rich and satisfying life has to do with a rich and satisfying spiritual life. And what I read in Psalm 1 this morning that I'm going to share in just a minute will prove just that. But I want to ask you today, how is the enemy accomplishing this in your life? How is he stealing, killing, and destroying from you? How are your trials um, keeping you from the rich and satisfying life that God has for us, that Jesus has for us, that rich and satisfying spiritual life? Because here's the thing, we don't have to have everything perfect in our lives in order to have a rich and satisfying spiritual life. We know that from the scriptures. So God wants to set us free and give us this rich and satisfying life. And I want to ask you this question, how might God want to set you free and give you a rich and satisfying spiritual life? How do you think he might want to do that? So I'm going to share with you what um, I started just doing today. So this is not something, obviously, I've been doing for a while because I told you before, I've really been struggling. But as I was pursuing the Lord this morning, um, I think he laid on my heart to do this. I began studying. I'm, I'm beginning to study one psalm at a time. So this morning was Psalm 1. I read through the psalm. I read the study notes. I have the NLT study Bible, which I absolutely love. And then I go back and read through the psalm again, at least I did today. And the parts that stood out to me, the verses that stood out to me, I went to the left where the cross-reference verses are. So you can, uh, these are other scriptures related to that scripture that are found somewhere else in the Bible. And so I did that, and then I prayed through that psalm. I made it a personal prayer to God. And you know, you guys, when we pray the scripture, that is the will of God for us. We, you know, sometimes when we're praying things, we're not always sure. You know, I'm praying for something, but I'm not sure if it's his will or not, but I'm praying for it anyway. When we pray for the scripture, when we pray the scriptures, we are praying God's will for us. So as I read in Psalm 1, 
These are the verses that stood out to me. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. So if, as you read that first verse, it's telling us how we can have joy. We can have joy by delighting in the law of the Lord and meditating on it, not following the advice of wicked, not standing around with sinners, but meditating on God's word. And uh, as I was reading in my study notes, um, it said that there can we can be meditating on negative things and we can be meditating on positive things. So I, you know, have found myself even this morning as I was trying to walk this out after my time with God and really make sure that my mind was staying um, on the scriptures, I caught myself so many times meditating on the negative. Maybe it's this. Maybe I need to fix this. And I was like, no, stop. Go back to the word. What were the verses that God gave you this morning? And I would read back over those. Or, you know, if I didn't have quick access to those, I would just say a verse that I've memorized, which is, you know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil for this will be health to your body and nourishment to your bones. You guys, that's the only verse I've really found in scripture that has anything to do with health. Do not be wise in your own eyes. And it's so easy to do nowadays because we can take in so much information. It is endless. And we soon become wise in our own eyes instead of seeking our creator, the one who created us, and asking him what he has for us. So as I uh, looked at the cross-reference verses, the, uh, the verses were Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Wow. That's where I get that statement that I made earlier, that it doesn't matter what is going on in our lives, our spiritual lives, no matter what our circumstances are, our spiritual lives can be flourishing. And they should be, you guys. People should be seeing the power of God at work in our lives. I'm afraid that in our culture, what we're seeing are weakened, uh, seriously lacking faith Christians. And I am one of those sometimes. Sometimes I'm abounding in faith and other times I waver. But this is why I'm talking to you today because we are supposed to encourage each other. And I want to encourage you through the trials that I'm walking through to be courageous in the trials that God is having you walk through. I've heard it stated this way that each of us has a cross to bear but it is perfectly fitted for us. And so if it is feeling ill-fitting, go to the Father. Ask Him how to fix this and only take on the cross that He has for us. But I love this statement that says, these roots that reach deep into the water 
And these trees, because they're deep into the water of God's word and faith, these trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Think about that. In what areas do you feel like there is a drought right now? Such trees are not bothered or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. I had to laugh today because at church, um, it was just a perfect example of how our hope and trust can be in God, no matter how we're feeling. There was this two-year-old little boy. We were all singing Jesus Loves Me as a congregation. And this little two-year-old was belting it out. And I had to laugh my head off because he's two. And I know that his parents have a lot of challenges with him and they're working really hard with him right now, but he is a challenge. He is a hot mess and a bit of a train wreck. And in, and he's in the midst of all the imperfection and messiness that comes with being two. But if I'm telling you right now, moms, if he can shout it out, so can we. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. God does not push us away because we are a hot mess. In fact, the opposite is true. He longs to embrace us and he wants to be utter us to be utterly and completely dependent on him, which goes against our human nature. And yet, when we walk in obedience to it, it seems so right and so natural and so well-fitting and helps us to walk in those unforced rhythms of grace. This is what God desires for us, but the enemy wants to keep us from going to God because that is the most powerful way that he can render us ineffective. If we stop going to him and going to God and we lose that source of power and strength. When that happens, we are rendered ineffective. And that is exactly what he wants, you guys. Let's give him the opposite of what he's wanting. I would love to challenge you um, to commit with me to spend at least a few minutes in his word each day and a few minutes pouring your heart out to God each day. And then throughout the day, checking our thought life and replacing thoughts that aren't true. And as the scripture says, true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, excellent, and worthy of praise. Can we work to replace those things with the truth. I have been, um, today I wrote out a couple of verses that stood out to me so that I can grab them throughout the day, just lay them on the kitchen counter or someplace handy. And when I find my brain going someplace that it shouldn't go, places that aren't true, right and honorable and pure and lovely, I can just pray that scripture because God wants to bring redemption to every area of our lives. And he uses trials to do just that. James 1, 2 to 8 says this. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great 
joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. He won't rebuke you for asking, but when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in Him alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in all they do. You guys, I can attest to this. I told you earlier I was asking God for wisdom, and yet somewhere along the way I was wavering. I had divided loyalty. And I would like to commit with you today to do the opposite of that, to trust in God fully, to not waver, to not have divided loyalty, but to trust Him and understand and know that He is a generous and good God. You guys, He is sovereign over our lives. And there is nothing that touches us that does not pass through His hands first. The scriptures say that His mercies are new every morning. Every day is going to bring new challenges and maybe old challenges, maybe the same challenges each day, but they'll look a little different. The bottom line is He promises that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Jesus paid a very, very great price so that we could have that kind of relationship with God. Let's not forget that. Let's not... um, Belittle that by not living it out, living out this this powerful walk with God that we can have. That is what God has for us. He has a, a rich spiritual life for us in the midst of our trials, in the midst of uh, the overwhelm, in the midst of our tribulations, in the midst of the drought, you guys, we can rejoice. We cannot be, we can be not worried because our hope and our trust is in Him. Lord, we just thank you so much for this time. God, I ask that you would um, meet every person who's listening right now. God, I ask that the, the scriptures, Lord, the gift of the scriptures would speak by the power of the Holy Spirit to each and every heart that's listening. Lord, I ask that each and every person would be encouraged, inspired, uplifted, Lord, that we would walk faithfully with you. God, give us those rich spiritual lives, whatever our circumstances are. God, may we trust you fully. We thank you that you are faithful and you are worthy of our trust. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.